Tonight on Real Ghost Stories Online, was it sleep paralysis or something much darker that plagued one woman late at night alone in her home? Welcome to Real Ghost Stories Online. Call in your real ghost story now at 855-853-4802 or write in at realghoststoriesonline.com. You're about to enter the world of the unknown and quite possibly the undead. This is Real Ghost Stories Online. That it is, 855-853-4802 is our phone number at Real Ghost Stories Online to share your real ghost stories with us. We'd absolutely love to hear them. Of course, you can write it on our website, realghoststoriesonline.com. Or you can also uh, email an audio file to me at Tony at realghoststoriesonline.com. And of course, if you like the show, keep us on the air. Become an extra podcast person and EPP at ghostpodcast.com or patreon.com slash realghoststories. It's only $5 a month. You get access to all of our bonus episodes, advanced episodes, the whole archive. It's all there for you. Again, ghostpodcast.com or patreon.com slash real ghost stories. Tony and Carol with you on today's episode of the program. What's going on? Hey, Tony. So you just texted me a picture of you in a ginormous (laughs) zucchini. Um, I don't know um, if that was appropriate. I, uh, I was feeling weird about taking the picture quite honestly, but that was, uh, that was a zucchini that I got out of my garden today, and um, it's larger than a uh, like a football, or I, I mean, I don't know. It, it's like half the size of a hockey stick. It's huge. It looks like it's fifteen inches long, or something. Like it it's looks, ridiculous. Yeah. So I immediately took that picture, and every time you call me, that's the picture <laughs> that's going to show up. Tony the zucchini. <laughs> there you go. I'm glad we got some use out of that picture. I was out there today. I was watering the pumpkins and stuff, and there's the zucchini uh, uh, vines out there. And I'm like, what the hell is this giant, large green thing here? Because it almost, I mean, it looks like a giant slug or something. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God, it's a zucchini. And uh, yeah, so I got that. And that, that thing can probably make like five loaves of zucchini bread in itself. If so. one knew how to do that, or can make someone really happy out there. <laughs> And we'll just leave it at that. <laughs> it, it was impressive. Let's just say that. It was. It was very impressive. Congratulations on your big zucchini. <laughs> Thank you. I'm, I'm proud of my big zucchini. <laughs> As you should be. It was impressive. <laughs> 855-853-4802 is our phone number at Real Ghost Stories Online to share your real ghost stories with us. Let's go to our first story. It's just me and my sister. Grew up in a house in a small rural town in Alabama until I turned about 16. We decided to move. I'm 18 now and still have nightmares from living in this house. And I'm now being treated for multiple mental issues. And my, th- my therapist seems to think started from this house. We moved into this house with my grandmother, uh, with my grandmother after my grandfather died as we knew she would need help paying the bills. She had been retired for a while at this point. I was around five when we moved in with her. And my sister was three. Sadly, the only room that was large enough for me and my sister was the room my grandfather died in. As I got older, my sister would talk about how she felt uncomfortable in the room at night. My sister is scared to sleep with lights off at six at 16 now. I'd make a joke that it was just our grandfather's ghost haunting the room when he died. My mom yelled at me for saying what I did because I guess she never told my sister that. 
In the next few weeks, the activity amplified. We would hear someone call our names when no one was around. Stuff would be moved from where we put it. Things would randomly fall off the shelves, and the guitar we kept in the attic would slowly strum itself at the same time every night, but that was only the start of it. It was between 9 and 10 when I started experiencing what most seem to call sleep paralysis. I'd feel my body become cold as the temperature in the room dropped. I could feel something tightly holding my leg. Most of the time, I would hear a raspy breathing close to my ear. I could not move or open my eyes. I was stuck in that nightmare state. I'd have convinced myself I was dreaming if I had not woken up the next morning with black handprints on my ankles, the marks left in a thick layer of soot. At that time, I knew what was in the house was so much worse than the spirit of my grandfather. One night, the summer before my sixth grade year, so I was around 11, I woke up to a soft humming noise in the room, not like a human humming, like a noise on an old television make, an old, te an old television makes when it's on, when it's on, and I could see a dark shadow hunched over my younger sister. It was in the shape of a small girl, and the air around her form what looked like some sort of vibrating shadow. It was vibrating her long hair. It was very bizarre. It seemed to be wearing a nightgown, and her eyes seemed cold and empty, just holes staring down at her. I slowly sat up and made my way across the room, and I don't know why, but something in me told me to touch the shadow. I reached my hand out towards the girl, and I can still remember the feeling of the air around her. It was so cold. It felt like it would burn my skin, and the space around her almost felt thick, like the air was pushing back against me. As my fingers lightly grazed the back of her dark, of her head, uh, her dark form began to shake back and forth until she faded into the shadows above my bed. My dad's childhood friend came to stay with us for a few days. He slept on the couch in the living room. One morning, he apologized for stepping on our cat the previous night when he got up to get a glass of water. I asked him what cat and he talked about a black cat with bright yellow eyes that had been sleeping in the recliner for the past two nights. I explained to him that I had an allergy to cats, and because of that, we could not even have a cat in the house. This is one of the last things I can remember, because this was my last straw with living in this house. One night, the week before my 16th birthday, I can remember waking up to the feeling of the hair on the back of my neck rising, accompanied by an uncomfortable feeling of an icy cold breeze. I slowly got out of bed, I looked out of my bedroom door down the hall and can still remember the sight to this day. It was like the C.S. Lewis novel, The Lion, The Witch, and The Wardrobe. That seems to be the easiest way I can describe the way this felt. As I stepped out of my door, I could feel the world around me shift as the pictures slowly began to melt down the wall and the doors began to run together. I could hear one noise that pulled me out of the dreamlike state, a train whistle. The only thing was the nearest train track was nearly 40 miles from our house, and as I turned around, the train was barreling down the hall directly towards me. I pressed myself against the wall of the hallway. I could feel the train fly past me. That was all I could remember. My mom finally found me lying in the hallway next morning, the front of one of my pant legs ripped off and nowhere to be found. We moved two days later per my request. Years later, I asked my grandmother if she ever noticed anything weird living in the house before my grandfather died. The only thing she said was, if you stop breathing, they can't see you. She died the next day. To keep myself from feeling like I was simply crazy, I've always said it was something in the house. Maybe the house itself was the item that tormented me all those years. 
Well, that's the end of my story, or at least the parts of my story I'm comfortable talking about. Thank you for creating a platform where others can share their stories without feeling crazy. If you do decide to read this, please give me your feedback on what you all think was the cause of all this. Thank you and much love from your listeners in Alabama. Thoughts on all of that? Well, that was just plain terrifying. Yeah. And, you know, at first when she was saying um, that she thought it was the grandfather, but it just felt so mean. Yeah. And I was like, you know, maybe you could have a mean grandfather who would come back as a mean grandfather, you know, a mean presence. Mm-hmm. I would, you know, I could see that. But then as the story went on, there was something way bigger, bigger going on there. I would agree. Is it like the whole train thing with the pant leg ripping off, not to be found? I've never heard of that. Yeah. Like, now, I, do I think there was a train? No. But there is something that, so, um, I don't know. That was just terrifying. The idea of that thing that was floating in the bedroom uh, over them at the beginning, that that was just with the nightgown and the the. Black holes for eyes, I think, would be one of the creepiest things to encounter. Yeah. And then the poor guy who's just visiting steps on a ghost cat. Yeah. But who doesn't have one of those, you know? Like, sorry, I stepped on your cat. What cat? Which is so weird. I'm going to create... There's just a lot of different things going on in that house. It could be fun to create, like, a business where you uh, adopt out imaginary animals. I bet you could make a killing because people, I mean, I, I mean, seriously, I mean, people I think are just slightly dumb enough to do that. <laughs> it's like the pet rock thing. Like exactly. in the 70s. It's, Here's a rock. I want to buy that rock. It looks like a pet cub, but there's no animals in any of the cages. They're all ghost pets. And if you come in now, you can adopt one and you can, oh, you say it's a ghost cat and then people yeah. will do it. Exactly. Oh, and then what about the grandma? Then the grandma dies the next day. Yeah. Like, yeah, I don't, I don't know. There's something, and I, I have no insight as to what was going on. <laughs> I can tell you something was. There was a lot going on. But it's just so hard to say what it was. That's the thing about all, all this sort of, you know, stories like that. There's no way mm-hmm. that no one will ever know what exactly that was but it sounds like there was to me it felt like more than one thing going on i agree i think that that's what makes it so confusing because it was the guitar strumming by itself sounds like a a weird museum it reminds me like house on the rock in wisconsin which is just a bizarre place weird place yeah (laughs) but it's definitely worth to see it is anyone i would highly recommend it 100 percent. one of the weirdest places in the world you got to go see it sometime Let's go to our next story. It says uh, the second, uh, sorry, February 13th, 2021 uh, was uh, was the 321. This doesn't make any sense. Maybe they're dating it uh, the way that they date uh, in the UK. Uh, so 13 21 was the birthday of my deceased father. So 21 could not have been his birthday. So it's probably 13 so it's 2. February 13th. Okay, but not 21. Uh, That day, I listened to songs that my father loved and just kept it to myself. I did not bother my kids about it. I guess I just kept it to myself. However, at that night around 10 p.m., my daughter, Annabella, who's eight years old, told me that something weird would happen. 
She said she was calling her best friend on an app. She saw her friend on the camera. She said at once there was a man standing behind her in a fine black suit. He had gray skin and short black hair. Then she said she turned around to look, but he disappeared. I told her that must be a spirit of my father, her grandfather. I added, it's your grandpa's birthday. She screamed, really? I asked her if he said anything, and she said no. He just stood there and looked at her for a few seconds and disappeared. She also pointed at my dad's photo and said, it looked like your dad. And really, my father loved classy suits. So if he showed up for his birthday, I'm sure he was well-dressed up. I also, that day, thought I was a shadow in that hallway, but I shrugged it, or I saw a shadow in the hallway, but I shrugged it off as a coincidence. However, this was such a beautiful experience to me. I reassured my kids they're safe. Grandpa loves them, and this is the way he expressed his love. My son was not agreeing with us, saying such things do not exist, but he himself had so many paranormal experiences as a little boy. I'll tell you guys about it one day. He even commented to my daughter, now, now, to sit down. It is time to tell you about schizophrenia, he said. I could not help but laugh. <laughs> it was comical. I told him he was uh, being realistic and pragmatic, but the truth is I believe my daughter because she was not informed about my father's birthday, nor did she ever speak of such experiences in her life. Also, three weeks ago, I was driving home and saw a shadow in a car. I felt someone sitting and looking at me. I saw it clear as day. I sighed and wondered who is feeling ill now. I really did not think it would be a death. The next day at 2 a.m., I was woken up by the phone call and was informed that one of my sweet friends passed away. He suffered from multiple sclerosis. I wish to get more signs from him. Such a loving soul. I really hope his soul is at peace and he feels nothing but love. Thank you, guys. Love your show. You're always the best. I love your energy and passion for the paranormal. It's a nice outlet where we can speak freely without being judged. Thank you for sharing that uh, that story with us. What's your thoughts on uh, on Grandpa showing up in the app? I think it's really interesting because when you're just chatting with one of your friends and then some guy shows up behind her in a suit, you would notice that. You think Chris Hansen or Dead Grandpa, one of the two? You don't know. I'm going with Dead Grandpa. Yep. Yep. I I think that's more logical. <laughs> in this case, it seems to be. <laughs> Have a seat right there. Um, but no, I mean it's uh it, it's an interesting one. It makes me wonder a little bit though, like when grandpa shows up and he sees his granddaughter talking into this device that and there's another person there and it's like i wonder how much grandpa's just like not necessarily purposely showing up to be seen but like what the hell is she doing like what is this thing that you hold in your hands you know especially if he had passed prior to those things existing or maybe it's easier to show up maybe I mean, it could be that too i don't that's what i wonder it, or is it is it our, our us uh, you know being us today going Oh, he wanted to use the app to communicate. Did he? Or was he just like, what the fuck is in your hand? And it, right. then, oh, no, he's using the app to communicate. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it all kind of depends on the perspective that you're going at it from. But I think it's interesting because that was his birthday. Yeah. And I liked that other sibling, was it, who said, let me tell you about schizophrenia. <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny. <laughs> it's time to have the talk. Because they're, they're actually is you know like the 
Because I do think that some people think they're seeing ghosts when it is schizophrenia. Completely. I mean, yeah. I mean, you know, there. That's certainly. That's why you always want to do the best you can to narrow down all possibilities, and not necessarily make ghost the first option. Make sure that there's nothing going on with you. you that you want to make sure you're you're mentally okay. And if you are, and you still you know recognize what happened or stuff still going on, yeah, you could have a ghost. But, I mean, that'd be the first thing I would do. I mean, if I was in my house and I started seeing shit, I honestly don't know that I would go ghost right away. I'd be like, am I okay? I need to get an evaluation. And that's someone who's been doing the ghost show for how many years and all the stories. I would still go down that road first to make sure I am okay. Um, you know, just you, you want to narrow that stuff down. And a lot of the stories that we hear, there's more than one thing that happened. Yeah. You know, like it's not just one isolated incident. There's usually several yeah. things that happen. Yeah. But, you know, and she said something about wanting her friend passing and wanting to hear from her friend. And honestly, I do think that can happen. And I just think that a lot of times you want it to happen so bad it doesn't, mm -hmm. that you almost have to try to clear your brain of it. Yeah. And, and let it come in. Because I think if you want something like that, like I want that connection so bad, you're kind of shutting it down. I get you. Yeah. It, it, you know, that's that's what happens in dreams with me. Like if I realize I'm dreaming and I go, oh, I can, I, I can control the dream because it's all in my mind. The more I try to control that dream, the less anything happens that I want to have happen. It's like the opposite. Well, like, God, I've, I've yet I'm to figure. I'm trying to control it. I want to fly right now. And it doesn't it doesn't usually happen. And then, it, and then it brings you like a fly. No, exactly. Like, I meant I want to fly. Not what I wanted. Not what I said. <laughs> yeah, like, this is not cool. Yeah, but anyway, uh, 855-853-4802 is our number at Real Ghost Stories Online. Let's go to a caller. Hi. Hi. Uh, my name is Ellen. Um, I'm calling in to you guys because I felt like I wanted to tell the story. Um, I'm personally someone who's kind of skeptical of the paranormal, you know, like weird things and everything like that. Um, I'm not really a believer. I haven't really experienced anything like crazy, but today I had my grandmother's funeral. Um, she passed away last year. Um, during the height of the pandemic, and unfortunately, we couldn't have a funeral uh, during that time, so we waited until about half a year later, and uh, the whole family came. Um, so, days before she passed away, though, um, something really weird happened. So, she died of Alzheimer's. Um, Right until the end, she was pretty aware, though, of people coming in and out of the room. She didn't really know what their names were and everything, but um, days before she passed away, my dad, who is one of her children, went to go uh, say hello and uh, talk to her and just be with her, and she recognized him surprisingly and said his name and she told him how she saw two people in the room that came into the room with her you know just were with her and she didn't know who they were um 
and she saw them uh, a few days beforehand. And she asked him if he sent anybody, and he, she, and he said, no, I didn't send anybody. And she replies with, oh, yeah, they were nice. It was a man and a woman that came to say hi to me. And then it's so crazy because no one had been able to visit her, just my dad, because of the pandemic they weren't allowing, but because, like, she was doing very, very poorly and they knew, like, her time was very near. They did allow him to say goodbye uh, days, like, two days before she passed away. Um, so, with that being said, I honestly, I really think it was her parents that actually came and said, you know, came to say hello and comfort her, you know, um, right before she died as a way of, you know, helping her pass along and comforting her. Um, it's, um, I do definitely do believe I think she saw something and she experienced this and regardless of the fact she had Alzheimer's and she was pretty out of it. She still was pretty self-aware of the fact that the people were there. And the fact that was, you know, the, the fact that like these two people came in and she, she said they were visitors. They weren't just nurses and doctors because she knew the difference. So, um, you know, it's just, it's kind of crazy. I really think that, you know, like how crazy a coincidence is like these people showed up, you know, um, and then she passed away like a few days later, you know, and I truly believe that her, her own parents came to say hello before she just passed along. Yeah. I'm not really sure what to make that, but, um, yeah, it's just kind of crazy. I wanted to share it. That your show is really great. I love watching. I love um, listening to it um, every single day and catching up on episodes. It's so entertaining. Thanks. Bye. Thank you for sharing uh, your experiences with us. What do you think about all that? Oh, I absolutely think. And now I don't know if it was her parents or who it was, but I think she saw some people mm-hmm. came people she knew. Yeah. You know, I think that's kind of a beautiful thing because I've I've heard of stories like that I well a friend we used to work with when he was in hospice Mm -hmm. he was seeing like he saw um, their dog that had just died a couple days before then Mm -hmm. he's like hey jump up in bed with me you know like that kind of saw it and so I it's one thing that I, I find very beautiful that when you die it makes me feel like you're not alone mm-hmm. that which because you know you really are alone when you die even if you're surrounded by people whatever that next step is you're on your own yeah but it, it makes me just i don't know i like the fact that there was someone there i say like they came to say hi but maybe they came to get her and be with her mm-hmm you know, and then it, then it makes you wonder about the whole thing of what you were just saying, you know, how alone are you when you do die? I mean, maybe there is something or someone that comes and gets you and it's not just as I mean, there's obviously that moment as you're about to, you know, move on. 
you don't know what's going to happen, but hopefully maybe that's just a quick moment. And then all of a sudden, boom, guess what? You know, <laughs> it's like, oh, no, my mother, you know, and then you got to decide like, well, it's great. You guys thought of me and wanted to come back. <laughs> and I know it's been a while, but it's still it hasn't been quite long enough. You're dead. <laughs> Honey, you're dead. Well, I know, I but I still think we should have some boundaries um, until right. until I'm comfortable with this whole dead thing. Well, no, honey, you need to come with us. Otherwise, you're going to be stuck here in like the basement of the Ramada for the next 30 years. So, <laughs> so well, I got I get it. But, you know, I, I'm still not quite over what happened on Thanksgiving four years ago. So, <laughs> you know, if the no, seriously, you're going to be earthbound at this shitty hotel. You have to come with like, well, you know, I, I appreciate it. But, you know, don't make me block you on social media. You're dead. <laughs> Okay, this is just yeah, too much pressure. Media after death. This Come is on. too much pressure you're putting on me right now. I'm not. I'm not okay with it. Please watch your language. You're fucking dead. That's how it would go. <laughs> oh my god, my mom and I, we would, we'd be going around. Ah, <laughs> oh, good times. Nothing like reuniting with the dead. Uh eight five five eight five three forty eight zero two is our phone number at Real Ghost Stories Online to share your real ghost stories with us let's go to uh, another call here on the program and here a ghost story hi what's yours hey guys Vinny calling from new york um hey tony jenny harper carol whoever may be joining you today uh, i just want to call give some input on an episode i was just listening to uh, who's calling from october 27th of 2020 and gentleman just left a story about his childhood home in which he and his brother's brother and sister and mom would hear what sounded like residual sounds of dragging above them and um, voices being mimicked, uh, various members of the family being mimicked. Um, and you guys got to talking about it after the call and Jenny uh, was talking about when you kind of go outside and there's the smell of spring or the, uh, the just overall weight, the residual weight, or um, when you go outside, it just feels like a certain time of year. Um, and that kind of got me to thinking that to kind of piggyback on that, that something I talk about uh, on investigations and lectures and stuff is this idea that, you know, when someone goes to an investigation at a location and they've, they've talked to the people who live there or work there and those people give all of these reports of things that have happened, um, things that they've seen, heard, whatever the case may be. And the team or the investigator does an investigation over that evening and they don't really get anything. And there's kind of like this feeling of being let down. But the thing that I, I try to remind people is that, you know, a lot of this, you know, if we were to look at, look at it from a scientific standpoint, you got to remember everything has to be just right in the circumstances for that to reveal itself. So simply put, if I was to tell you that at my house there was a blizzard years ago and it, you know, really shut down the town for like a couple of days, and I tell you that story in the middle of August, you can't run outside and expect to see a blizzard. So it's just... You know, especially with this topic of the paranormal that is so yet to be defined, um, just to keep the, the open mind and keep the, keep the frame of mind that, again, a lot of this has to be 
right time, right place, right setting, maybe even sometimes right people um, to create that residual effect uh, and sometimes even a an intelligent uh, interaction as well. Anyway, that's my two cents. Hope you guys are doing great, and thank you for doing what you do. Keep up the great work. Talk to you, talk to you guys soon. Bye. Interesting. I like I like hearing his uh, opinion and perspective on mm-hmm. these things. Oh, absolutely, and I think he's got a really good point. I think it's a very, I, I like that take on that. Yeah. I do too. Thank you for uh, for give, calling in and uh, giving your two cents on that, Vinny. Uh, 855-853-4802, our phone number at Real Ghost Stories Online. If I get one more quick call in here. Hi. Hi, my name is Crystal Murray. I live in Iowa. Um, I've been experiencing some things on my in-laws' 20 acres um, there's history behind it. There's a well um, that you used to be able to hear voices coming out of. Now, my husband's grandmother is a very um, realistic person, and she's the one that told me these stories. And then there were some, I guess, red eyes that used to follow my mother-in-law on the, the property at night. And now I... uh I've been sensitive my whole life. I've been seeing spirits or hearing them since I was about eight, a little bit younger than that. And this one here, it's like it's messing with me because I'll hear it at night saying, excuse me, or hey, or my door will be shut. And in the hallway, I'll hear my name. And now I'm a very Christian person, so I'm using everything I can, like holy water crosses, to keep this thing out of my room. And I have had sleep paralysis once, but I couldn't move. I knew my husband was in the bathroom. Like, I knew I was awake, and I refused to open my eyes because I was afraid of what I might see, and I couldn't. I was trying to yell for my husband, and I could barely get out of whisper saying his name. Now, my husband does not believe in any of this stuff, so it's kind of like your guys' podcast has been my outlet, and it's been really helpful and helping me know that I'm not the only one out there that deals with these kind of things. But I want to say thank you for everything you do, and maybe I'll get to hear my story. Thank you. Bye. Thank you for sharing that experience with us. Thoughts? Um, you know, I I think that sometimes people like that can get frustrated because like her husband doesn't pick up on any of it. Sure. And that would be tough because yeah. it's like, no, this is really happening to me. But if he's never had that experience before, mm-hmm. he's like, yeah, you're crazy. Because, I mean, if you haven't had an experience before, it would be it would sound crazy. Mm-hmm. You know, so I get that. And it would be hard if you don't have anyone to talk to. But it sounds like other people in her family have experienced some things. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, maybe those people you could talk to about it. But, you know, probably you can't do anything about it. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> it just thing. happens. And if you pick up on it, you know, and I'm glad like someone like her can find community in a podcast like this. Yeah. Because I think you do need, like we were talking 
was it this episode or the last episode when mm-hmm. I'm, we were talking about, um, is it schizophrenia <laughs> or is it um, you're actually having some sort of paranormal yeah. experience? Yeah. And I think if you're the only one and your husband has never had that, it's like, am I crazy? Yeah. You'll, you'll look you at, know? yeah. And that's, that's the thing. I mean, that it's nice to have someone where they're not just going to immediately dismiss you, but it'd be better just try and figure out, well, what's going on here? Um, you know, and one of the options may very well be ghosts, but you know, again, it's, you know, narrow things down, but I think, I mean, from what it sounds like in this case, it's been experienced by many people over many, many years. There's very likely something going on there. That's paranormal. Right. Yes. So, um, thank you for sharing that, uh, that experience with us and uh, glad that we can be here for an outlet for you. That's going to wrap up today's episode of real ghost stories online. If you like the show, keep us on the air, become an extra podcast person, sign up at ghostpodcast.com. Or patreon.com slash real ghost stories. Five bucks a month gets you access to all the bonus material, advanced episodes, and more. Again, ghostpodcast.com or patreon.com slash real ghost stories. Until next time, for Carol, I'm Tony. Thanks for listening to Real Ghost Stories Online.